0: This is painful to watch. Holy smokes, full-blown 30-car Amtrak derailment for Fetterman. Did anyone feel like they needed to take a shower after the debate last night?
1: He did not do well. Simply, it was hard to watch. Is it
0: over yet? It was hard to watch, frankly. It's very obvious that he is impaired. And maybe the next cycle would have been the better cycle for him to run. It was a total train wreck. It, It gets to the point where it's just... Abuse. It was just unwatchable. The worst televised debate between two politicians that has ever happened. The John Fetterman train wreck is a perfect example of the Democrat Party. Mr. Reagan. All right, so by now you've probably all seen a few clips of the John fetterman Mehmet Oz debate in Pennsylvania, and it was a disaster. Not everybody really understands why this Pennsylvania race is so critical. I think some people think, well, maybe it's just because Dr. Oz is, like, famous or whatever. Probably most of the people who watch my channel regularly already know this because you guys are annoyingly smart and usually know more about politics than I know. I mean, <laughs> you guys. Basically, we've got a number of seats that we know are going to transfer from Democrat to Republican in November. We have a bunch of seats that uh, we know are going to stay Democrat. And then we have some seats we're, we're not sure. We're not sure where they're going to go, Democrat or Republican. And this is kind of a critical thing because whoever controls the Senate has a lot more power in Washington, D.C. We We're pretty sure that Republicans are going to control the House, but the Senate's kind of a toss-up at the moment, and Pennsylvania is a key race for us to win. Dr. Oz has to win that race for us to have a majority, or, I mean, he doesn't have to win it, but it's much more likely that we're going to control the Senate if Dr. Oz wins this race. So this is something that everybody's looking at very closely, because it doesn't just have ramifications for the people of Pennsylvania, it has ramifications for the entire country. We need to control the House and the Senate for a variety of reasons, Not the least of which is to hold Joe Biden accountable for all of his many crimes to investigate him and his son, Hunter Biden, and all that kind of stuff. The Democrats have been getting away with a lot. I mean, just look at what they did with the January 6th protesters. They arrested a bunch of people for trespassing and then put them in prison. I mean, it's unconscionable. So we need to control the Senate. We need to control the House. And so this race is critical for that reason. But my reaction to the Fetterman debate, knowing that he was going to struggle, I mean, I just watched that with slack-jawed sadness. It was just sad to watch somebody who was struggling so much essentially engaging in a job interview for which he is absolutely unqualified. But here's the thing. I think Democrats like the fact that Fetterman is unqualified for the office that he's taking, or that he would like to take. Now, why do I think that? Some of you may have a guess as to where I'm going with this, but I will explain that at the end of the video. First, though, I want to go through the worst debate moments, and just watch them here, and you can get my reaction. Yes, I have watched them once before, but I still think it's going to be just as shocking the second time. (laughs) It was just insane that the Democrat party would think that it was acceptable to put this man up for office and for the voters of Pennsylvania there really is not a choice in this election I mean you have to vote for dr. Oz whether you're a Republican whether you're a Democrat whether you think dr. Oz is a rhino or a true conservative you have to vote for him because Fetterman is just unfit for office I know that that term gets thrown around a lot they used to say Donald Trump was unfit for office but I mean come on if you saw the debate you know and if you didn't see the debate you're going to see a bit of it now but again I think Democrats prefer a candidate who is unqualified and knows they're unqualified and can't really function in the office. I mean, just look at Joe Biden. All right. Now, before we go through the worst moments of this debate, which will admittedly be a bit torturous. uh, First, of course, I have to sell you something. So, is investing in silver today a good idea? Colin Plume, from our friends at Noble Gold, thinks so. On the national desk, he explained that there had been a huge sell-off of silver because of its low price right now. But silver is the most useful industrial metal out there, and demand is soaring for electronics in electric cars and solar panel circuits as the green agenda speeds up. And as industries pick up after the pandemic supply chain issues, the trend down should reverse quickly, and silver will rocket. Don't miss this. Give the team at Noble Gold a call and join thousands of others who have taken advantage of this blip in the market. They'll guide you through the process and make it easy for you. And this month, you will get this stunning 3-ounce silver American Virtue coin with a qualified IRA of $20,000 or higher. They, They actually sent me one of these, and it is amazing. It's very, very heavy a very beautiful coin. You can't go wrong with Noble Gold. It's the safest place to put your money right now. Call the team at 877-646-5347 and find out more or visit noblegoldinvestments.com. That's noblegoldinvestments.com.
1: Hi. Good night, everybody. I'm running to serve Pennsylvania. He's running to use Pennsylvania. Here's a man that spent more than $20 million of his own money to try to buy that seat. I'm... Also having to talk about something called the Oz rule, that if he's on TV, he's lying. He did that during his career on his TV show. He's done that during his campaign about lying about our record here. And he's also lying probably during this debate. And let's also talk about the elephant in the room. I had a stroke, he's never let me forget that. And I might miss some words during this debate, Two words together, but it knocked me down, but I'm going to keep coming back up. And this campaign is all about, to me, is about fighting for everyone in Pennsylvania that ever got knocked down that needs to get back up and fighting for all forgotten communities all across Pennsylvania that also got knocked down that needs to keep get back up. Thank you very much, Mr. Fetterman.
0: That needs to get, keep back up. Look, um, a lot of uh, fuss has been made over the initial statement that he makes in this debate, which is good night, right? Good night meaning, typically meaning goodbye or sleep well or, you know, we're done here. Hi, good night, everybody. I I don't mind that mess up so much. I mean, you can say good evening and good night is very similar. We say good morning, good afternoon. I'm going to forgive him the good night thing. I know a lot of people think that that looks ridiculous. And yes, it does. But I'm going to forgive him that thing. Let me just say this. I mess up a lot when I speak as well. That's why my videos are very choppy, right? I chop out all the mess-ups. I I do. I never had a stroke. I I don't think I have brain damage. Who knows? I am a Republican, so a lot of Democrats probably think I do have brain damage. When I talk, I just just mess up words and stuff. I, I mush two words together sometimes as well. But what he's doing here is obviously worse than just a typical person who doesn't speak well. What's going on here is John Fetterman obviously cannot function properly. He's sitting here, and he's saying that he had a stroke... And that people should vote for him because anybody who gets knocked down should have help getting back up. The problem here is that voting for John Fetterman for senator isn't helping him back up. It's helping him to ascend to a position of great responsibility and power. You cannot take somebody who has brain damage, which he may well have i mean he's you know his doctor says he doesn't have any brain damage he's perfectly fine obviously that's not true i, I don't know if he has long term brain damage i don't know if this is going to last for the rest of his life but i mean we can't really take that risk i would love for him to get better right uh, i think everybody would love to help him back up or to help uh, to allow him to get back to the state that he was before which was okay let me just let me just say this i've watched a lot of interviews of john fetterman before his stroke and no, he, he was not as incompetent as he is now, but he was a total a-hole. I mean, he was essentially a hitman for the Democrat Party. I've had people in my Twitter feed tell me that they don't feel bad for John Vetterman because they think what happened to him was karmic. I don't necessarily think that. I, don't, I wouldn't wish a stroke on my worst enemy, at least not one of this magnitude. I mean, this is pretty significant. This is pretty vicious, what's happened to him. But some of the people in the Democrat Party are saying that what we're doing is ableist by criticizing John Fetterman. No, ableism is not to say that somebody is incapable of holding political office because they have brain damage. Ableist would be like saying... Somebody is incapable of holding office because they're in a wheelchair, right? If you have some kind of like physical disability, nobody's going to say that you're incapable of being, uh, you know, that you have a mental problem, that you can't function intellectually, that you have low IQ. So that's an irrational bias that some people might have. They just might have a problem with amputees or something like that, right? That would be ableist. This is not ableist. This is just rational consideration of qualifications, right? It would be the same, saying like, okay, well you don't have any legs, you have you had your legs amputated or something like that. Therefore you cannot compete in the Olympics as a sprinter. Okay, that that would also not be ableist because you're just looking at qualifications. How can a person sprint if one has no legs? And in the same way, somebody like John Fetterman, who has been incapacitated intellectually, he just cannot function as a senator. I mean it's not possible. So we're not being ableist, we're just recognizing a problem here. All right, let's go to the next problematic moment in uh this debate
1: Uh, absolutely the oz rule of course he's lying it was helping two students 17 years ago to help them you know buy their own homes they they didn't pay the bills and it got her paid and it has never been an issue in in any of the campaign before it was all about non-profit all right thank you mr fed (laughs) all right so
0: dr oz Accuses John Fetterman of not paying taxes for a while. John Fetterman is does respond coherently at the end. He says this: "It was all for nonprofit. Of course, I'm not going to pay taxes on a nonprofit endeavor, right?" Which, like, fair enough. That's a reasonable answer. But everything before that is essentially incomprehensible. Here's the problem with this kind of incoherent rambling: we don't know. You cannot tell from the outside. Whether or not John Fetterman is creating coherent ideas in his brain and is just unable to express them, or whether the ideas in his brain are so scrambled that what's coming out of his mouth is what he's thinking, right? We we can't tell. And so we have to assume the worst because he's going to be elected into an office in which he represents a lot of constituents in Pennsylvania, right? The entirety of Pennsylvania. So the people of Pennsylvania, if they want somebody who is functioning, they can't hope that actually Fetterman functions fine, it's just he has problems communicating. They can't place that bet. That doesn't make any sense. So as far as I'm concerned, they can't really vote for this guy. The fact that the Democrats would allow him to even get up there and do this debate is just astonishing to me. But it just goes to show that Democrats don't know what they're doing. The party is completely ruined at this point. They just lie so much. They don't even care if there's a candidate who is unable to function. All right, let's move on to the next incoherent rambling
1: no I, here's what i think we have to fight about inflation here right now that's what we need to fight about inflation you know right now because it's a tax on working families you know and dr oz can't possibly understand what that is like you know he has 10 gigantic mansions you know he we, we must push back against corporate greed we must make sure that we're also pushing back against price gouging as well too you know we also be able to make more in pennsylvania make more in America, when he had a choice to make his merchandise, the Oz label is on, he made it all in China. You know, who can you believe that can fight against inflation and pushing back against corporate greed or somebody that is chosen working in China versus over American workers?
2: All right. I will allow a 15 second rebuttal to his.
0: (sighs) Okay, honestly, that was one of the most coherent moments in the entire debate. (laughs) I'm sweating. I'm literally sweating, because I am so emotionally distraught by watching this. It's embarrassing. I'm embarrassed for the guy, right? I don't even like the guy, and I'm embarrassed for him. I don't. I don't, I don't know. It's sad. It's just sad. It's sad. This is what the Democrat Party has become, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Uh, it, it, no, that, that's like he, uh, he got his. Pennsylvania right, House from his own inlays from a, a dollar. Mr. That's Fetterman, typical. we have to
2: continue on. We'll continue on with a question, a follow-up question to you, Mr. Oz. This one is just for you.
0: Okay, he calls in-laws inlays. And, yeah, you know, Democrats are going to say, whoa, you you can't make fun of him because he had a stroke, and so therefore he says words wrong. This is not like a, a one-off mistake. This is not like an occasional mistake. He mispronounces, I think he said... Uh, choosing instead of choosing or something like that earlier on it's like every sentence there's something wrong there's some word wrong there's some sentence structure that's wrong i mean like i said incomprehensible babble and and yeah i mess up too i i mess up my words all the time it's like a mental problem that i have maybe but the the thoughts that i have are coherent i don't know that his are
2: you mentioned price going after price gouging corporations how do you plan to do this? You have 30 seconds.
1: Yeah. Exactly. We have to keep pushing back on that. And he would never make that choice to to fight for uh, for for uh, America families here in Pennsylvania, you know, he has never met an air uh, uh, an oil company that Jeez. he doesn't swipe right about. You know, he has never been able to stand up for working families all across Pennsylvania. You know, we must push back. Inflation has hurt Americans and Pennsylvania's families and it has given the oil companies record profits. All right.
0: Again, I mean, not the worst moment in the debate for him. The fact that he <laughs> The fact that he says he's not met an oil company he wouldn't swipe right on, it's actually kind of a funny joke, right? You know, he's comparing uh, Dr. Oz's relationship to oil companies to, you know, somebody on Tinder swiping right on people that they like. I, I, I like that joke. I think that was actually pretty funny. Of course, he couldn't express it well enough for it to work. I mean, geez, how do you expect this kind of function in the Senate? I know that so many people have criticized Democrats generally and, you know, for allowing him to... Even remain in this campaign. But nobody's really going through the debate like I am and showing you all the horrific moments. And I do think it's important that Pennsylvanians, especially, understand why this guy cannot be senator and why the Democrat Party is completely irresponsible in allowing him to continue to campaign it's sad the whole thing is sad do you support raising the federal minimum wage to 15 dollars an hour why or why not you have 60
1: seconds yeah i do absolutely i think it's a disgrace at seven twenty-five an hour and how can a man you know with with you know 10 gigantic mansions you know has uh, unwilling to talk about a, a willing wage for anybody imagine a signal mom trying with two children, trying to raise with them, realizing making $31,000 a year, you know, $15 an hour. You know, I believe every work has dignity and every paycheck must have dignity in it as well. True, I've always supported a living wage and we make sure that everyone has economic security. I have a follow-up for you, Mr. Fetterman. What do you say to small business owners who have told
0: us that if the minimum wage were increased to $15 an hour, it would put them out of business you have 30 seconds
1: now we, we all have to make sure that everyone that works is able to that's that's the most american bargain that if you work full-time you should be able to live in dignity as well true and i believe they haven't have any businesses being being uh you can't have businesses being subsidized by not paying ind- uh, individuals that just simply can't have to, to pay their own way Okay, Mr. Federman, thank you. Mr. Oz, turning...
0: So I think that he was trying to say businesses and subsidize, and he said busnesses or something like that, Busnesses, I, I don't know what he said. Something can mess that up. <sighs> I, this is tough. You know, it's tough to watch this. It's tough to watch somebody with this low level of capacity trying to... Achieve some success in a rhetorical competition, right? The debate is a debate of ideas, but also of rhetoric, an ability to speak well. That's what a debate is. And John Fetterman cannot function in this capacity. So even agreeing to the debate, I think, was a mistake. But you know what? I'm glad that they did because I do think that this will open the eyes of many Pennsylvanians. Like a lot of people have mentioned that, you know, the mail in voting started a long time ago in Pennsylvania. And a lot of votes have already been cast. And a lot of people are watching this debate going, what have I done, right? These are people that maybe wouldn't have voted for Dr. Oz, but maybe they just wouldn't have voted at all. Maybe they would have said, okay, forget the... I'm not even going to vote because I cannot in good conscience vote for a disabled person, a mentally disabled person. So, But that's the way it is, folks.
2: ...cading federal funds to transport women who live in states where abortion is banned to states where they can get one, and why? 30 seconds.
1: I would. I, I would, because I believe abortion rights is a, a universal right for all women in America. I believe that it. I believe abortion is healthcare, and I believe that that is a choice that belongs with each woman and their doctor. What I support, I support on Roe v. Wade. That was the law of the land for 50 years. He celebrated when it fell down, and I would fight to reestablish on Roe v. Wade. That's what I run on, that's what I believe, and I've always believed that the choice believes women and their doctors. And he believes that the choice should be with him or Republican legislators all across this nation, uh, to me for transparency is about showing up. I'm here today to have a debate. I have, you know, speeches in front of 3000 people in Montgomery County, you know, all across Pennsylvania, big, big crowds. You know, I believe if my doctor believes that I'm fit to serve and, and that's what I believe is appropriate. And now with two weeks before the election, you know, I have run the campaign and I've been very transparent about being very open about the fact we're in use captioning. And I believe that again, my doctors, the real doctors that I believe in, they all believe that I'm ready to be served.
0: Follow up, I didn't hear you say you would release your full medical records. Why not? You have 30 seconds. uh,
1: No, again, my doctor all believes that I'm fit to be serving. And that's what I believe is where I'm standing.
0: Okay, Mr. Fetterman, thank you. All right. Well, I believe that he believes that I believe that they believe that the world believes that uh, (laughs) maybe, you know, maybe he's right. Actually, I, I kind of agree with him on one thing, which is that him showing up is enough. Actually, he does not need to release his medical records. I think we can all see whether or not he's fit for public office just by showing up to this debate. He's not somebody who I would trust in almost any profession. And then we've got this incredibly critical profession of representing the people of Pennsylvania and making laws for Americans. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, There's just no way he can function as a senator. So, yeah, I agree with him. Uh, You know, he is being transparent about being open. And uh, I believe that we believe that uh, he believes that we all believe that he is not fit for office, unfortunately. And so uh, so I do agree with him that doing this debate here tonight was enough.
2: You're saying tonight that you support fracking, that you've always supported fracking. But there is that 2018 interview that you said, quote, I don't support fracking at all. So how do you square the two? Oh.
1: Uh, I, I, I do support fracking and... I don't, I don't, I support fracking, and I stand, and I do support fracking.
2: Okay, thank you, Mr. Fetterman. I'm sorry,
1: Lisa, but there's not...
0: Okay, now this is the most famous moment in the debate. Um, You've probably seen this on Fox, or, you know, I think Glenn Beck played it. You know, everybody's played this clip. And for a reason, right, I think that this, this particular moment shows that it's not just Fetterman's inability to communicate. He cannot think coherently, right? He can't reconcile the previous quote with the current quote. He can't reconcile these two things. A normal candidate would say something like, I changed my mind. A normal candidate would say something like, well, what I said in 2018 was taken out of context, or I didn't really believe that, or I misspoke, or something like that. They would come up with some kind of excuse, some kind of reason, some way to reconcile the previous quote from the current Position he does not do that he doesn't even try he just says this is what I think this is what I think this is what I think right it, it's like a small child debating and not knowing you know getting like caught like a deer in the headlights not knowing how to respond to something and just repeating the same talking point over and over and over again This was tough when I first saw this this was really hard to watch uh I cringed i 'm pretty sure I turned away from the TV because i didn't want to watch you know but it, it is like watching a train wreck it's like watching a dumpster fire it's it's to some degree mesmerizing because it is so bad. But you do feel sorry for the guy a little bit because he does have this problem. He had this stroke. I don't think the people of Pennsylvania can vote for somebody just out of pity. This job is a little bit too important to do something like that. you know. But there will be voters who say, oh, I feel so sorry for the guy. There's already a lot of um, talk on Twitter from leftists, a lot of people on TV saying, you know what? He's so brave for going and doing this debate despite the fact that he has obviously these problems from his stroke that... You know he's really he's uh he's a hero you know he's this spectacular guy for doing this ah, not really you know what I mean like it's like somebody from with a broken arm going and playing professional baseball and trying to hit a home run like y- why would you do that like it's it's crazy so uh, I think Fetterman should have dropped out a long time ago I think that the Democrat Party should have put somebody else in instead I think keeping him in the race was a terrible mistake and really kind of cruel a cruel thing to do but I'll get to why I think the Democratic Party wants him to run, wants him to win, wants him to be a senator here at the end of this video. So stay tuned for that.
1: You know, I believe that, uh, I believe that uh, a secure border is can be compatible with compassion. I believe we need a comprehensive and bipartisan solution for immigration. That, that's what I believe. I don't ever recall in the Statue of Liberty did they say, you know, you know, take our tired huddle masses and put them on a bus and use cheap political stunts about them. I believe we have to develop a comprehensive and bicartisan solution to to address our issue here for immigration here in our nation.
0: It's actually a pretty good answer. Uh, You know, I do think that we can have a secure border and be kind, you know, and be, uh, what, what do you call it, compassionate. I think he and I have very different ideas as to what that means. But I will challenge him on one thing, and this has nothing to do with his um, his stroke. I think this is something that he would have said previous to the stroke. He says he doesn't see anywhere on the Statue of Liberty where it says, use political stunts or whatever. Well, the Statue of Liberty, I know that the Democrats like to use the Statue of Liberty, the poem on the Statue of Liberty, you know, bring us your huddled masses and all this kind of stuff, as like American law or the American political philosophy of, you know, immigration is good, right? No, uh, that's just something, a poem that somebody wrote that somebody thought was a pretty poem. Let's put it on the Statue of Liberty. And maybe... 100 years ago, 200 years ago, the amount of people trying to come out. Over to America trying to immigrate to this country was a good thing. The types of people that were coming to this country maybe were the types of people that we did want in this country. Today, that's not necessarily the case. You don't want drug dealers. You don't want homicidal maniacs that are released from prisons coming into the United States of America illegally. You don't want anyone really coming into the country illegally. You go back 100, 200 years, and everybody that was coming over was registering. They were coming over legally, using legal means to come over to the United States. So, this idea that illegal immigration is like a good thing, we should cite the that placard on the Statue of Liberty, cite that poem as American policy, is just absurd. I hate it when Democrats do that. It's just moronic. A big reason why a lot of people vote Democrat is because they do think Democrats are more compassionate than Republicans. And I think that it's important that Republicans develop a way of convincing Americans that, in fact, we are the compassionate ones. And Democrats do not care about you. They care about their power. They care about Making money, stealing tax dollars—that's really it. And if we can get that message across, I think we can get a lot more Democrat votes. But it's—it's it's a hard road because Democrats are very good at propaganda. But anyway, let's listen to the next train wreck moment in this debate.
1: I, b- I believe, I believe, you know, is—is is right now—is—is is China? I believe China is not our friend, and I believe that we can't be able to push back, and we need to stand against China. And I believe that Dr. Oz has chosen to. Uh, manufacture all of his merchandise on his name on it in China. Which one of us on this stage is going to stand up against and stand firm against China? You know, and I believe that's our single biggest issue right now to make sure that we address China and make sure that we know that it's not our friend.
0: You know, I believe that, you know, I believe that, you know, that he believes that, uh, you know, that Oz believes that, you know, that I believe, you know, that... Uh, John Fetterman is actually right on this issue. Uh, it's amazing to me how Democrats have taken Republican talking points and have applied them to their own platform, which I actually think is great. I mean, it's a great, great thing to see Democrats shift a little bit toward conservative ideas. He's all for fracking. He thinks China is the enemy. He he looks at uh, the border as needing to be secure. That's great. I mean, there are a few issues that John Fetterman seems to be right on and have a more conservative view about, which is, I think, fantastic. Uh, he still can't express himself appropriately, but you know what? Um, oh my God, it smells like smoke. Hold on. Yeah, there's uh, a pretty big plume of smoke over there down the street, and um uh, looks like it's probably coming from a homeless encampment, so welcome to downtown LA. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next dumpster fire. How ironic. Uh, moment in this debate.
1: Again, I just can't, I can't just say one thing other than that Dr. Oz would not support and he would support cutting Medicare. And that's... John, why do you say that? I've never said that. It's absolutely a fact. It's a fact. You (laughs) would have voted against the the Inflation Reduction Act, which has dropped our our prescription drugs. And he doesn't believe... Okay, gentlemen, we need to move on. This is
0: another moment that I don't think can be um, excused by the stroke, uh, right? Uh, Fetterman accuses Dr. Oz of wanting to cut Medicare. He's got no evidence of this. I don't, I don't really know what Dr. Oz's position on, is on this, but he says plainly, no, I wouldn't do that. I don't know why you think that I would. And Fetterman's response isn't, no, I have evidence. We have a quote. We have proof. We have this. We have that. We, that indicates that you would do it. He says, that's just a fact. It's just a fact. Right, this is a typical Democrat tactic. They don't really have evidence. They make a claim and they expect everybody to believe it. And then they, when they're challenged, they just say it's just true. Well, I, I don't care about evidence. That's what I believe. That's what I know is true. It's like, okay, you can read minds now. That's a weird thing about Democrats. Like they'll talk about the border, like, oh, you, you don't care about crime. You just you're just a racist against Mexicans or something like that, right? And you'll say, well, no, I do. I care about the crime coming in. I care about the fentanyl. I care about the drugs coming in. Uh, that's why I want to build a wall, whatever. And they say, no, 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 you're just racist. It's like. Pfft. You have no evidence of that. You're just trying to, like, pretend that you can read my mind, right? And a lot of Democrats really believe that Republicans are just racist. And so that's the motivation for all of our policies. And so when challenged on it, they say, well, it's just a fact, right? It's the same thing here. Fetterman believes that this is what oz thinks this is you know what oz would do and so he's like nope i don't i don't have to produce evidence i just know that this is true so this is a pretty good moment not as um not as a gaffe caused by a stroke but i think just an illustrative moment of how democrats debate and how awful they are
1: (laughs) so it's about supporting and helping you know young earners excuse me young young uh young you know, students to, to give them a break. I believe that that supporting. Uh, s-
2: All right, let me just ask specifically uh, with the plan to um, ease student loan debt, the debt forgiveness of $10,000, $20,000 for Pell Grant recipients. Do you support that position?
1: I, I, I do absolutely support that. I believe, like I said, uh, it's about helping y- young learners, you know, be able to get a better start, you know, getting uh, off, uh, in the, the start of their life and I, I do believe that and I believe a, ma- a majority of Americans support that as well too helping helping young young learners all right mr Fetterman I want to ask
0: you know I have to say the moderators in this debate have done a Fantastic job! I can only assume that they're Democrats or at least left-leaning. I mean, they are journalists. Really, very fair. They seem to be very professional. They're kind to John Fetterman. They're patient with John Fetterman, and yet they're not giving him too much slag. You know, they struck a really fine balance. So, I don't know what their political leanings are, but they've done a really fantastic job here. So, well done to the moderators. Uh, as for John Fetterman's answer here, I don't know. It's it's difficult to understand what he's saying because he keeps saying learners instead of students and. I don't know, just everything that he's saying is, uh, is convoluted and difficult to comprehend. But Democrats, I do think, want somebody who can't function, and I'll get into that at the end of the video, so stay tuned for that.
1: Once again, I would just like to say that I my campaign is all about fighting for anyone in Pennsylvania that ever got knocked down, that had to get back up again. You know, I'm also fighting for any forgotten community all across Pennsylvania that ever got knocked down that had to be made to get back up. You know, I've made my entire career dedicating to those kinds of pursuits. I started as a GED instructor back in in Braddock over 20 years ago because I believe it's about serving Pennsylvania, not about using Pennsylvania for uh, their own end interests as well. Uh, to me, careers are revealed uh, by your real underlying values, and my values have always been about fighting for forgotten communities all across Pennsylvania.
2: All right. Thank you, Mr. I,
0: I, I am afraid that some Democrats will vote for him just because they feel sorry for him. Right. Like if a puppy gets hit by a car, you do want to nurse him back to health, but you don't want to put him into a dog show you know, immediately after his accident um, and hope that he wins on pity, right? Oh, everybody saw that this, car, this dog got in a car accident, therefore they're all going to vote for him to win the dog show. Um, that wouldn't make any sense. It would be sad to see, but it wouldn't be something you can vote for. I mean, and this is obviously much more important. You can't vote for somebody who is unable to function at lawmaking as a lawmaker. You know, just anyway, uh, it's sad, but your sympathy can only go so far, right? But at the beginning of this video, I teased this idea that Democrats actually prefer a candidate who cannot function. In fact, I think this is illustrative of the entire Democrat Party right now. Why is this? Democrats are no longer looking for politicians who are adept at thinking, who have maybe a high IQ, who could think for themselves and who can express themselves eloquently. I don't think they care about any of that. Here's what I think Democrats now care about. They want somebody who is malleable. They want somebody who will fall in line. They want the political equivalent of an automaton. Right? They want somebody who, will, who they can just program the messaging into and then will just reiterate whatever it is that they said. Honestly, I think that if the Democrat Party could have just all robot politicians, they would, like literal robots that would just repeat everything that they program into them. That seems to be how the Democrat Party is working today. And it makes sense because Democrats are moving more and more towards socialism. And what is socialism? Central planning. Democrats like this idea of uniformity. They like it so much that they will create, like, say, a panel, a board of directors or something like that, a group of elites that will come up with all the decisions for everybody, right? This is what they did in the Soviet Union. And then they tell all their generals, all their governors, all their other politicians, they say, you guys repeat this message. And you can see this. I mean, there's videos that show the mainstream media just regurgitating the messaging of Democrats. This is a manufactured crisis. This is a manufactured crisis.
1: How he Manufactures crises.
0: Manufacturing a crisis.
1: Let's stop manufacturing a crisis. Manufacture a crisis. Folks, the president has manufactured one heck of a political crisis for himself.
2: Manufacturing a national security crisis. Manufactured crisis.
1: A manufactured crisis. Is a manufactured crisis. And so
0: that's what we see now today. We see the automaton reporter. We see the automaton politicians. You'd think that the American people would just look at that and say, "This is ridiculous. We are never going to vote for you. We're never going to listen." to to CNN anymore. However, there is a certain percentage of the population, hardcore Democrat voters, who do not care to think for themselves, that that actually are manipulated by this kind of propaganda. I have a good friend, and his mother is a Democrat. She's one of these Democrats who truly believes everything Democrats tell her, and she doesn't question it, and she doesn't look for other sources. He's constantly sort of like, calling me and telling me stories about his mom and, you know, the stupid stuff that he thinks that she says. <laughs> so one time he told me something that was very revealing, which is something that you would totally anticipate a Democrat saying, which is, this must be true. Otherwise, why would they say it? Why would they say it if it were not true? That's, that's her thinking, right? She says, okay, all of the reporters say this, all of the Democrat politicians say this, they wouldn't all be saying it if it were not true. And that's the Democrat plan, right? The Democrat plan is to like get everybody singing the same song in unison. Because if you do that, then it doesn't matter if what you're saying is a lie because everybody's saying the same thing and therefore it's convincing. That is the Democrat plan. And so that's what they want with somebody like a John Fetterman. They don't care that he's incapable of functioning ...as a senator. They don't want a senator. They want a puppet. They just want him to be there to vote the way they tell him to vote. If they can have all the senators do that, they would be thrilled. They want, they want an entire party of John Fetterman's. They want every Democrat representative, every Democrat senator, they want them all to be just like John Fetterman. They just type in the commands for John Fetterman and he just signs on the dotted line and checks the checkbox that they tell him to check. And that's what Democrats want. And that's why John Fetterman is a perfect example of what the Democrat Party has become. All right. Look, guys, I'm sorry I was gone for so long. I left for a month, took a little r and R. I am back, and I'm back with a vengeance. So stay tuned. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel. Make sure you hit that notification bell because, you know, you don't want to miss any of the new stuff that's coming up. Do comment in the comment section below just to feed the algorithm that doesn't work for me. You know, YouTube hates me. Anyway, guys, that's it for me. Just remember, it's not that our liberal friends are ignorant. It's just that they know so much that is not so. Good night. What is fascism? Fascism is private ownership, private enterprise, but total government control and regulation. Well, isn't this the liberal philosophy? The conservative so-called is the one that says, less government, get off my back get out of my pocket and let me have more control of my own destiny